know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. BJ Armstrong here as always with Mo Mootsy. Ready for another episode, BJ. We've got a lot to talk about today. We've oh, got we got a lot. lot. What's going on? We've got a What's lot going to talk on? about. What's going on here? On one particular oh, team. Let me get focused. Let me get focused. Mm, okay, mm. I'm focused now. Our good friend Jack was disappointed that we uh, we didn't talk about the Kings game that happened. Oh no, 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 no. Let's let's. Jack should be really like. I've been shouting the Kings in the preseason mode. Jack hasn't been listening. <laughs> well, <laughs> we recorded the episode just before they put 153 points on the Brooklyn. No, Nets. no, no. Uh, uh, Mo, would you please let Jack know? Oh, he knows. He should have been listening. Tell, let Jack know. Let Jack know what I feel about the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> well, I think everyone's <laughs> starting to feel it. But uh, we're going to talk about the team that was on the receiving end of that national TV being. That was the first time mm. the Kings have been on TV since, I think, before the pandemic. So that was huge. And of course, being on national TV, our good friend Charles Barkley had a thing or two to say. Did you hear what Chuck said? Yeah, I did. Yeah. This is a wasted four years. Yeah, I did. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. But I read something online that was very interesting. And I said it to you earlier today. And that was some interviews came out with Mr. Kevin Durant. Okay. If you guys listening didn't hear what KD said, he said a lot of things, but here's the headline. This is the one quote that everyone's talking about. Kevin Durant said, look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. That's what Kevin Durant said. Now, when I first saw it on my timeline, I thought it was one of those fake quotes. But it's actually from a report in the Bleacher Report. That's Kevin Durant's interview. He went on to say a lot more. And when you read the full context, it does make a little bit more sense. But BJ, what was your initial reaction to seeing that? I believe you replied to my text with, wow. Yeah, you know, this, you know, as they say, Mo, you know, every person has their breaking point. And this, this is very frustrating for a lot of people. It's very frustrating for clearly their organization, their fan base, the players involved. I think many, many of us in the media mode, we've kind of lost our patience with them. I mean, this was a team just a year ago, Mo, where there were many people in the media picked them to possibly win the entire thing. Including me. What? <laughs> okay. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, Mo, I, I certainly I never I thought that this team could defend. Yeah, I mean, th this this team. You know, no team when you when you construct a team, you know, everyone has gaps and you got to fill those gaps. Defensively, they've always been a it's always been suspect. However, now it's getting to a point now where I think this team is beginning to lose hope in what they could be. And in all my years in sports, now you, you see things and you just, 
as I get older, you know, I think maybe I've just about seen it all. I've never seen a quote like that. I've never seen a star player may have said that in private, but to say that publicly in the media and he, uh, is like a wow moment, you know. I, I so I just think now, well, I don't know how they come back from this one. This one to me just kind of said, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. you know, this is not going to work now. I, you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin is probably feeling. I would imagine, I don't know, I would imagine he's feeling a certain way at this moment. And a lot of times when emotions are high, you say things and you may say, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I could take it back. Kevin, every client that I've ever had that's played with Kevin Durant, they've all said the same thing. He's he's a he's a terrific teammate. Well, in the, good guy. In, in the quote, he said, I'm really having a good time. I wish you guys could hear me talking during the game. If I got mic'd up more often, people would stop asking me if I'm happy or not. I'm enjoying every moment I get to step on this court. As I'm part of this because I tore my Achilles under pandemic. I didn't know if we were going to play again. I didn't know if I was going to play again. I was like, this can't just be it for me. I have to really enjoy every single moment I'm out there. That's part of being a pro. I have to be coachable. I have to knock down shots. I have to be aggressive. I have to talk to my teammates the right way. That's the journey and the battle. Yeah, I, I, every client I've had has said the same thing. And, you know, I don't know him as well as others. The guy is just a basketball junkie. He just he just loves to play. I mean, literally, he just loves to play. And. But that just seems a little bit extreme, what he said. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I whatever, I'm sure. It's valid from his perspective of why he said it. He didn't have to name names though. You know, uh, however, it, you know, it was hey, what's done is done now. There's nothing you can do. So again, Mo, you've heard me say this many a times. This is this is a league you got to function in this environment. And now somehow the Brooklyn Nets are going to have to figure out how to navigate this one. This one's going to be tough to come by because there is no like, well, who's he talking about? He's talking about me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the players that were named. He's he's called out the organization. He's called them out by name. He's called out the players now by name. And I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's just so much going on here. You got a new coach now. You, you know, you got players suspended. You got players who won't play for various reasons. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just seems well, like it is. It's well beyond anything I've seen. I mean, this has been a, a total implosion from within. Mm-hmm. They had this it all. This is a total, yeah. And you, you go from, hey, this team could win the championship. You go from this team could really make a run to like, oh, now you're looking at them going, How wow, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, all they have to show for from all of this is just one playoff, right? One playoff. They won uh, one series, playoff series. Right? They won the one playoff series against us when Jalen Brown was out. Yeah, I mean, one playoff series. I mean, that's all they have to show. It's tough. Well. But but I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to say this. And then I'm going to – let's move on. Oh, no. There's no fun in losing 
in this league. That's the one thing. And this is what it does. Now you're just seeing maybe what maybe you might have had a private conversation. Because look, anyone, everyone who's played has felt a certain way about the game, especially when you lose and you're underperforming. Right. The one thing I do respect about it is the game means a lot to him. That, that's one thing I do respect. Yeah. I, I do respect that. Like he loves the game. Yeah, I, I do respect that. However, you know, I've only heard these type of conversations in private. Mm-hmm. Never have I heard it like this, or at least okay. until like someone retired or something like that. But it, this yeah, is like yeah. this is like what happened in OKC when he had the burner accounts and he was telling fans on Twitter, "How do you expect KD to win with those cats out there?" Right. But BJ, I got some bad news for you. We're not moving on. Okay. We're staying right here and talking more about the Nets. Because oh, you wow. talked about conversations in private. And a conversation that happened in private has become public. The Brooklyn Nets held a player only meeting to discuss Ben Simmons' performance. On October the 20th, a player only meeting. A player's only meeting. Oh, wow. The team's level of is exasperation towards Simmons bowled to the surface when they met after a loss to the Indiana Pacers. Veteran forward Markeith Morris spoke in front of the team about how they need Simmons to succeed and that he has to respond when he deals with adversity on the court. Reportedly, Simmons appeared to take Morris's words in stride and was responsive and attentive throughout. Doesn't sound good. There's been a report today from Shams who said there's been building frustration surrounding net star Ben Simmons' availability and level of play sources say. Ben Simmons said, I get the skepticism, but I think one thing with me is that I'm a competitor. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. Really? If you ask me to describe a lot of words about Ben Simmons, I don't think competitor would be one of the words that I use to describe him, given everything that happened in Philadelphia Etc. 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 Now I'm not here to slander the guy. I don't know him personally, but I'm just saying from what we've seen on the court, on the court, in the practice facility, right. I wouldn't use those words to describe well, him. But it's also, you know, it's also the coaching staff who have also been concerned about his availability and his level of play. And some of the coaches have started to question his past, his passion for the game. Well, that's a that's a that, that that's that's a lot to unpack. Again, these are I can't recall in my association <laughs> with basketball at any level having a players only meeting about a teammate. That's a first. I was listening. I was like, did he just say that? That's yep. what you just said, right? You, you just said meeting. that, right? They invited a him. players only meeting about a player about Ben Simmons. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't about like. The players only meeting because we don't agree with the coach, right? I've heard no. of those meetings, right? Yeah, I've heard of plenty. No, of this those. is a players only. Yeah, a players only meeting about a player, right? And, yeah. and we, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I was like, have I ever been in one of those meetings? Like, I don't even know if if I can comment. I don't even know if I can comment about that. However, you well, know, BJ, you were winning games and championships. <laughs> yeah, but I, I've I've been on. I don't. You, you know, I, 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 I like many, 
we only tend to highlight the the, the successful, you know, yeah. in my career, you know, I, I was on some bad teams, Mo, believe it or not, <laughs> believe mm-hmm. it or not, I missed a few shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I missed more shots than I made. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, just, just, just barely. I see that 40% saying that. But just yeah, about. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So let's go here. Well, let's start here with what it is. Mo, you, once you lose your confidence, you never get that back. Now, the, I want to start there. I've been concerned about Ben Simmons for quite some time. I've been concerned with him because he, when you gain confidence in this league, you get further and farther away from the basket, meaning, all right, maybe when you first came into the league, you didn't have a jump shot. You know, you'll get a little jump hook and then you'll get a little, you know, a runner. Then you'll get to the free throw line. I mean, you're, you're watching Giannis and you're, you're watching him do the exact opposite of Ben Simmons. Yep. Ben Simmons is losing his confidence and he's getting closer and closer to the basket. And then Giannis, as he's gaining his confidence, he's getting farther and farther away from the basket. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, Giannis now is pulling up from like deep now. Like, you know, you're just watching him You go and you're going, that's because you know what he's doing. He's just putting in the man hours. He's putting in what? what he has to do. Because okay. he's a competitor. Okay. Now, I'm not here to, I'm not here to judge whether he's a competitor or not. However, sometime, you know, Mo, I, I remember, I, I, and I can vividly remember that. I'm never going to forget what it's like to be young. That's the first thing. And I remember coach said, BJ, you're not working hard enough. I was like, man, I'm working. He said, let's go, you and I, let's go look at the tape. We went into looking at the tape. And I just looked at myself and I said, he's right. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought, of, Mo, I thought I was working. Mo, you couldn't have told me that I wasn't working. Well, when I looked at that tape, I saw something different. Mm-hmm. The tape never lies. Okay. Sometimes it does, though. Sometimes it does. Okay. Sometimes it does. I will tell you a funny story about that. That's another. Uh, we'll save that for another podcast. I got a. I got a great story about that. You can tell us tomorrow. Two hundred episode special. Yeah, I can tell you that. However, I think Ben Simmons right now is at a place that no player wants to be in. He has nowhere to go now other than go to the gym and just start at ground zero and just push the reset button. Right? You, you, he, he's there. There is no, well, I'm going to get it back. There is no, well, I'm going to return back to the player that I once was. There is no, I'm returning back to the elite level that he once was as a defensive player and his impact of the game. Now he has to reinvent himself and come back as a totally different player. If, if he's he wants willing to. to do that. Yep. And but that's a big if now. That that's like that's that's like, you know, you know, like watching Clay Thompson now or any injury that is any player that's a, that has sustained a significant injury. You try to come back as the same player, but nine times out of ten, you're gonna come back as a different player. Sure, it's Kevin Durant. He did an amazing and, job. Yeah, and you're gonna come back as a different player. So I think Ben Simmons right now. 
he's lost his confidence. The jump shot and all that stuff doesn't bother me. Like that, it really doesn't. Like, you know, we all go through as you know, as, as a as a former shooter, I I I went through I would call them periods of adjustments, right? <laughs> I mean, BJ, I would, that's nothing compared to what this guy's doing. No, no, but, but, but no, no, I can't compare it because again, you're just looking at shot attempts. I'm looking at confidence. Mo, I saw a man once. I think it was either. I want to be. I want to be specific here. I saw a man miss 17 or 19 shots in a row. In a row, I saw him go zero for 19 or zero for 17 before he made his first shot. And you know what I did, Mo? I played with this man. Mm -hmm. And Mo, it was one of the most amazing games I've ever seen. And you know why it was so amazing, Mo? Because he kept going. He kept going. Mo, I never seen anything like it. Mo, mm -hmm. and, and after the game. Was this in Houston? Was this a game against Houston? I don't know. I, you know, Mo, I can't remember. All, all I remember, it was like 17, 18, 19 shots in a row. I saw I, him I don't miss. know. He, he missed like 26 against Houston one, one time. But yeah, I might I, have been the season I, I, before you got that. But okay. yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. But I saw this, and Mo, you know, it was, it was just incredible to me that he had that much confidence to keep shooting without hesitation. Mm -hmm. It's it's the next shot mentality. No matter whether your shot goes in, whether it misses, it's all about the okay. next shot. Okay, that's fine. But Mo, the fact that he had the confidence to do that was the most incredible thing to me. Mm -hmm. It's easy to say it. Oh, I, I next shot mentality. No, Mo, he kept shooting with the responsibility, I'm going to make the shot and we're going to win the game. And, and Mo didn't flinch. Now, that to me showed me everything about him. Not when he was, he was on fire, he made 17 in a row and you're going and things are going good. Mo, I saw him. He literally couldn't throw this thing Lid on the in the ocean. Yeah, yep. it, it, it was. But I learned everything about him that night, and I learned everything about myself. Because I asked him, I said, well, why did you keep shooting? Like, man, didn't you feel bad about it? Or did you? Well, <laughs> I was I'm like, wide open uh, over here. No, 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 forget that. Mo, he was like, you know what? Because the next one, I knew the only way I can get to two was I had to start at one. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I never forget classic. that. That's a classic. He, he, said, he said, the only way I could get to two in a row was I had to start at one. And I knew if I got it one, it was on and popping. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes ever from the legendary is, Dion Waiters. Oh, the said, oh, gosh. I'd rather go 0 for 30 than 0 for 9, because if you go 0 for 9, that means you stopped shooting. That means you lost your confidence. And, Dion Wayers, you know what? Never saw a shot he didn't like. And I don't have a problem with that. And as my friends in the NBA all taught me, veteran players all taught me, it's not FGMs that matter, field goals made. It's FGAs. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Get your shots up. Hey, get, get, get your shots up. And 
The reason you are that aggressive on the offensive end is because you put in that work and you got the confidence that you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. The FGMs will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm always impressed when I see a player get up over 30 shots. <laughs> I'm all because Mo, you know how much work it takes to get them the shots up, even to get the looks I, I in love the NBA. That. To get hey, thirty hey, looks hey. in the NBA. No, no you top. don't get that. You don't get that. You take those looks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's facts. I, I'm I'm impressed with that. So this is a very uncomfortable situation for him, Ben Simmons, to be in. Getting back to Ben, because now Ben has expressed something that I know how to correct it. Ben, I, I, Mo, I know how to correct that. You're saying there's you only could, one way to correct You could it. fix Ben Simmons offensive no, 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 game. You know, no, no. Ben Simmons can fix it. There's only one way to correct this one. I can't give you a magic potion or a magic and, and fix it. Mo, there's only one way to fix it. Get the gym. <laughs> here's the gym. Stay in there as long as you need to stay and let us know when you're ready. There's only Mo. There's only one way to fix it. Mm -hmm. this, this isn't. The, the, we can sit here and okay, Ben. I'm gonna give you some techniques. No, that's not gonna fix it. I'm going to give you, you know, a, a, a magic wand and wave it. No, there's only one way to fix it. Well, Ben, here's it. Here's the gym. Here's the ball. Now make a thousand threes. Call me when you're done. <laughs> that's it. That's well, it. That, there's nothing else to talk about. Speaking of staying in the gym. Players who clearly have stayed in the gym were the Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, who I heard someone call the Lithuanian lasagna, which is a hilarious nickname. Oh, no, Mo. I don't, Mo, I don't know if I'm rocking you, with it. Yeah. I don't know if I don't I'm know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to let you talk I'm about saying what I heard. But anyway, it's not what I'm saying. Charles Barkley, seeing as we started this show with a Charles Barkley quote, Charles Barkley last night had another great quote. He said, I think every national TV Laker game should be replaced with Kings games. Sacramento Kings have the best record in California. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? When yeah, was the these last are, time that these ever are happened? These are, these are strange times. However, strange times. I'm going to just tell you, when uh, I'm going to stick to what I saw. And sometimes, and it's not about being right. I just like the moves that they've made. I, 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 when they made that trade last year for Savonis, and I know it wasn't, people weren't jumping him down. There was a lot of people, oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? But Mo, you, I, I thought it was good. And I think this coach that they have is the right coach for them. And the reason I say he's the right coach, a lot of times there are good coaches, but it's not the right fit for that group. Yeah. Okay. A lot of things have to come together when you, when you when you coach in this league, when you play in this league, and sometimes you just get to the right mix, and then you see someone or you see a team, and it and it just clicks for everyone. Yeah, this, this is the right group. This is just the right group, the right coach, the right fit for this group. Sabonis, so I mean, he's putting up terrific numbers. Like you could argue that he's an all star right now in the Western Conference. As a, as a center, if they continue on this pace, he's playing at a high clip. And guess who else is playing magnificent basketball right now? De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, right now, man. Hey, mm. De'Aaron Fox. He. Oh, th th those guard spots in the Western Conference All Star team. I was thinking about this earlier. Shy Gilgeous Alexander's balling out. 
De'Aaron Fox is balling out. Steph Curry's balling out. Devin mm, Booker's balling out. There's a lot hey, of hey, good hey, guards. Hey, don't, don't, and only don't a couple forget. Spots. Don't forget about that, that human highlight film. Man, that human oh, highlight. Did you see now, what he did? Oh my God. No, no. no. Let's oh. not get sidetracked. We don't oh, get no, sidetracked. No, no. We're talking I about Sacramento. I have to. I have to. I have to. He had a game last the uh, the other night where he had three plays in one game that would be the best play of any other player's career. He had the dunk mm. where he changed hands in midair. He had a three-pointer from the halfway line to beat the buzzer. And then he had the steal where he wasn't even looking at the inbounder, jumps in the air, turns around midair, catches it, goes behind the back, all the way down the fast break, scores the ball. Those three plays, if anyone else made them, that would be the best play you make in your whole career. John Rand did them three times in one night in November. I had to get sidetracked. So, okay, yeah, we had to get sidetracked. I want to get back to them Kings because you know what? It's been a long time coming. It's been too long. I'm really happy. I'm really happy for the Kings. I'm really happy because De'Aaron Fox has always fascinated me as a player. Have you seen the beam? You know, I kind of like it. The Sacramento Kings have a light It's like one of those cool things. Oh, it looks awesome. It's It's a purple beam that goes straight up into the sky. I want to see it in I know, person. It's really I never cool. thought I'd want to go to Sacramento, but now I want to go and see. I said to Jack yeah, earlier, I said, really if cool. you guys make the playoffs, I'm coming to Sacramento for the first round. That first game yeah, in Sacramento, I, I, I'm going to be there. But when yeah, they said no, the B, I, I kind of like that. Everyone was laughing at them. Oh, they're only going to light up 10 times this year. But it looks like they're going to be lighting up on a regular basis. I read something I, online, though, yeah. AJ. Speaking of us living in weird times about the Kings, this is from a Reddit user who put this on online today. When the Kings beat the Timberwolves, Jimmy Butler was traded the next day. When the Kings beat the Nets, James Harden stopped playing. The Kings are the final straw. He put this, I think, before the Brooklyn game. And then mm-hmm. they played the Nets last night, and KD came out with all of this stuff, trashing his teammates. The last time the Kings... It gets weirder than that, because the Kings being the final straw, that causes everyone to panic. The last time the Kings were supposed to be on national TV, the NBA shut down with a COVID protocol. The Kings played yesterday, national TV... And then today, two missiles hit Poland and they're talking about World War Three. The Kings are some sort of, mm. I don't know, cursed thing in the universe. I don't know what goes on with them and what's going on with it. But shout out to Sacramento Kings fans for staying loyal because this season, they might just lose in the first round in four or five games. Who knows? They might get out the first round. The Western Conference is, when you look at the standings, between one and nine, really there's not much separating it. There's no... There's not much separating it. No, you know, I, I, I just looking at this, these, these times in the NBA, because you don't really, with the exception of Giannis, there really isn't another player that can tip the scale in the NBA like him. Like Giannis is the only player I feel that if you put him on any team, they're the favorite. He just tips the scale. Yeah, I don't like, know if like there's LeBron another player. was in his prime. Yeah, I don't know if there's another player. So now there's three, you know, there's there's a couple things that's needed that you got to have if you're going to have a successful regular season, right? And when you get to the postseason, clearly, you know, if Kawhi is healthy, he can tip, he can move the, you know, Luca, you know, those guys, Joel. But you got to get through the regular season to get to the postseason, right? You got to have yeah. depth. You hear me talk about depth all the time. Okay. You have to play hard. Your team has to play hard. You can't like not play hard. And okay, and you got to have and, and, and you got to have depth. You have to play hard and you got to be healthy. Those are the three things. Those three things, those three 
things are essential now to regular season basketball. Okay. Death, health, okay, and and and, and what did I say? Death, health, plan hard, and plan hard. You got to have those three things. And if you don't have those three things, Mo, you have no chance. Because there, there isn't, these players are great, but there's only one, in my opinion, that really can just, he's just better than everyone else when in effect talking about the bottom line. Mm-hmm. He, Giannis minus, Giannis comes out there minus Chris Middleton, minus <laughs> Drew Holiday, minus everybody. Mm-hmm. He's playing basically now with, with like the four other fans and you're still going, yeah, Milwaukee's going to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Middleton hasn't played all year and you're like, wow, they lost to Atlanta. What's going on? Mm-hmm. He's that good. He, you, you know what I'm saying? Yep. He's just that good now. Yep. Where, put him on anyone and they're, and they're challenging. Put him on anyone. Okay. But he's that much better than everyone else as far mm-hmm. as impacting winning. Now, he may not be the best shooter. He may not be the best ball handler. He may not be the best specifically at anything. But when you put collectively and you put the package together, he is without question. So right now, Mo, we had to get through this regular season. Mm-hmm. Because there aren't a lot of players now that can just carry you through a regular season. Because you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta have depth. Because mm-hmm. guys are going down. Whether but even, even with COVID, depth, like we talked about, how great the Clippers' depth was, and even they're struggling. Because, because Mo, you, but your depth has to be healthy. You can't have guys in and out. Yeah, but the whole you point of depth is to accommodate for if someone is unhealthy, by definition. Yes, yes, that is. But you still have to have a core that's going to be there. All right, you know. All right, you miss one game, but you still got to put 10, 15 games together. Guys coming in and out, it's not good enough in today's game because the way they play, the three ball is a the three ball now kind of really is throwing a wrinkle in all of this, mm-hmm. right? But you gotta you gotta have health, health, you gotta have depth. And if these guys don't play hard now, Mo, if you don't have your guys playing hard, there's no way to win. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to win now. Can't coast the regular season. Like there were some Amazing. years where certain conferences were weak and you could coast through, but you can't coast well, through. Well, I don't know if you coasted through, but you knew, Mo, that you had to get through it to get to the playoffs. Now, Mo, you know, like, like I felt that was what was going on with Miami. Miami is a prime example. At the beginning of the season, you know, you could tell they were like, okay, we're just going to get through the regular season to get to the playoffs. And all of a sudden, whoa, they were like, what? Well, we got to play hard. Mm-hmm. And, and Spoh's probably sitting there going, see, guys, I told you. We don't have a player that we could just, like, get through. Yeah. We have to play hard every night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If we're Someone gonna has win to games. step up. And Miami is doing that. Jimmy Butler has really stepped up and elevated his game. Mm-hmm. So I think those are I, – I, it's, it's been fascinating to watch. And, and, and like I said, Milwaukee is the only team that I know – as long as Giannis is healthy, they'll win. <laughs> I, I hear it. I hear it. I mean, we've got to wrap up here. I want to say one last thing. 
I want to give a shout out yes. to Janae, who celebrated okay. their birthday a couple of days ago. And uh, they sent a request. They said, when are we getting the Rick Mahorn episode? You got a oh, soundboard okay. now. That's, a, that's, that's just one call away. We're going to get the bleep button. We're going to get you that's that birthday gift, away. Janae. Dedicated episode for you. I don't know if the soundboard even worked today because it didn't really work yesterday. Only a couple of the sounds worked yesterday. So if you're listening and you didn't hear any sounds, I apologize. The Discord's going crazy for it. They want me to add Mike Green saying bang into the soundboard. I think I might have to add that in as well. <laughs> but it's the end of the episode, you know what I mean? It's time to go! It's time. We've got to go. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you leave us a rating, a review, five stars and all that good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow as we celebrate episode 200 this year. No one's putting out work like this. Uh-huh. 200 tomorrow. Very special episode on the way. We'll speak to you guys next time. Most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>